Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's up, Commanders fans? Welcome into Believe in Commanders, another victory pod that is back to back. And five out of the last six have been victory pods. Love to hear that. Love to see that. Uh, love to say that. So, AAA, how are we doing on a victory Monday? What a good day. Victory Monday is always good. You got a nice warm cup of coffee here. Shout out to the uh, NFL Total Wellness folks with this quarter right. five mug. Um, everything's good. Five out of the last six could have easily been six out of the last six. I am enjoying this Victory Monday. Absolutely. So we're going to talk about what the commanders did well. They absolutely dominated Houston. Uh, talk a little bit about the quarterback position. And uh, we did not see Chase Young in Houston. So when will we see him? But before all that, we got to talk about our guys at Bet Online who help to bring you the show every single time. Triple A, tell us about them. Yes, indeed. Bet Online is the place to be, and basketball is back, and it's going to remain your number one source for all of your sports betting needs this season. You're going to find all the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online it features your live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether that's the NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, World Cup, soccer, tennis, boxing, or even golf. You can head to bet online, head to betonline.ag to join and receive your fifty percent welcome bonus when you use our code Believe B L E A V. Uh, that's going to give you a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So bet online. That's where the game starts. Make sure you check that place out. It's awesome. Thanks to those guys for being a sponsor. Absolutely. And uh, so where did the game start? Game started off pretty quick for the commanders, a pick six by Kendall Fuller and the, uh, the game was off and running. So uh, that was the story of the game yesterday for me was the defense was absolutely dominant. Damian Pierce was nowhere to be found. I think he had what, eight yards on 10 carries. Um, nothing happened. Nobody did anything uh, for the Houston offense and that commander's defense looked scary. And it looked like the defense that we've been hoping for and, and wishing for since since these, fir these uh, first round picks came into the league. And it looks like they're putting it together at a pretty good time. They really are. And it's and it's scary that you still have a few you know tools and, and toys on the shelf that haven't made their way back out. We'll talk about that later. But that, that was an absolutely dominating performance. I went back and listened to our uh, preview show uh, for Houston. And I was like, check. Yep. Check, dominate uh, against Kenyon Green. Check, make it hard on them to run. Check. Uh, they did exactly – they must have listened. They must yeah. have listened to the pod. So shout out to uh, the commanders for listening in. That's right. Yeah, that's what I was thinking about the whole time. I was like, John Allen, uh, Deron Payne, Montez Sweater eating up this this offensive line. And it seemed like the few times that the, the, the uh, Texans were able to get a positive play – there was a yellow hanky uh, on the field as well. They were holding on for dear life, trying to stop that defensive line, and they were not able to. And man, that was fun. It was one of those – I was getting a little nervous. The offense was a little slow going at, at first, which we've seen from this team before, but I never felt like this game was uh, in question. I felt like this team dominated from start to finish, and it's not often, or at least not recently – it's not it's not usual for this team to do that. So that felt good to, to see that happen yesterday. Yeah, I will say that overall, the 
the uh, the offense, you know, I, I want to say this. I was thinking yesterday, me personally, I'm going to be positive when things are overtly negative. Uh, I want to find ways to build and, and grow. And then when things are very positive, I'm going to try to be a little bit critical. I want to be a, not negative. But I want to find some areas to improve. And sure. looking at yesterday's game, the area that gave me a little bit of concern is that the offense wasn't finishing those drives with touchdowns. They got, what, three or four field goals. I think it was yeah. three field goals. So, uh, you know, yes, they, they they were able to dominate the game. The defense did all the heavy lifting. I would have loved to have seen some touchdowns, some red zone touchdowns, uh, finishing some of those long drives. That would have really put this game away a lot earlier. Um, but if I'm picking, if I'm having to be very critical, it's just the red zone offense didn't step up uh, and didn't show up like it had been. It has been, has been some recent success, but they didn't have any success on Sunday. Yeah, I'm with you. I think that there was some questionable play calling. I'm, I I don't want to get all nitpicky. I'm with you. But yeah, they should, certainly should have finished a couple of those drives. It was kind of the same thing with Philly. A couple of times they kind of stalled out when they could have really gone up by two touchdowns against Philly. Against the Texans, it doesn't hurt as bad. But yeah, there was no reason why they shouldn't have been up 28 to nothing at halftime as opposed to 20 to nothing. You're saying, well, eight points, you know, are you, we nitpicking? Well, against the Texans, it, it's not going to matter. No offense to those guys. They're 1 8 and 1. But coming up against the Falcons, coming up against some of these NFC teams that you have to beat, yeah, I want those eight points. I don't want to leave any points out there on the field. So I'm with you. I think that's, that's the. That's the issue or the, the one problem from yesterday. And so correcting that and hopefully uh, that, that's that's corrected moving forward. But a solid, solid performance all around. What, you know, obviously the defense, but what were some specific key takeaways that you had uh, if you had to go dive in real deep to, to take away from this victory? Man, you know, the we did speak on the defense. I would just say the defense playing as an overall unit. Um, all levels are just showing up and making plays. The secondary, uh, once, you know, everybody had, hell, we had circled the safety position. We're like, what are they going to do at safety? We, we mentioned that, you know, using the defo uh, and cam curl combination could be something special. And it's and it's shown to be true. Uh, so hat tip to us, man, fist bump. Um, yeah, that's right. You know, so that that's really come to be something special. Those two guys, top two rated safeties in the league, uh, according to what pro football focus, I think it is. So uh, those things are just, it's, I think that being able to show up and play at this level, when this could have easily been a game where you dip down to your opponent's level, it's good to see Washington raise their level of play uh, going against a subpar opponent. Yeah, we were saying it, it. We were saying in the lead up that they were saying all the right things, uh, but Sunday would have been about that. You know, they had to go out and do it, and for the most part, they certainly did. And they were led by that defense. When the offense wasn't getting going, obviously the defense scored on a pick six. It was great to see Kendall Fuller have have that as a pick six. I feel like he has kind of been criticized. You know, depending on who you you look at on Twitter, but man, that guy has been balling ever since. You know, I, I hate to go keep going back to him, not not dog pawing on the piling on the guy, but ever since the William Jackson tweak and the kind of removing him from the lineup, I think a lot of guys have really found their niche. And yeah, it's been impressive. You, you know, Derek Forrest just refuses to to give up the football. I mean, he refuses to be in a bad spot. You know, he's always around the football. It's so fun to see for a guy in his second year. And you could you know, he played in spots last year, but this is his like basically his rookie season on the defense. He was largely like a special teams kind of 
third safety guy last year. I mean, you can almost say that he is still kind of a rookie, and man, has he been impressive. His third pick of the season, second in as many games. I mean, St. Juice was, you know, he, he uh, got his hand up to, to start that interception. So, yeah, secondary defensive line, everybody was, was in the right spot, and that was fun to see. They really were. I mean, defensive line uh, got what, five sacks total, two for John Allen, two for uh, what Montez Sweat had two. I think Deron Payne got one as well. Yep. So that, that interior of that defensive line, just absolutely amazing. A great, great turnout for them. Got to keep your eyes on St. Juice uh, injury. You know, yes. he, he went out, yeah. I think it was an ankle um, I know. I heard listening. It was they were saying, "Oh, he got kind of wobbly," and I and my first envision was like a wooziness, and I was like, "Hope it isn't a head. Hope he didn't get it, uh, like a head injury." But it said it was an ankle, so hopefully he ends up being okay because he's been he's been extremely uh, he he's he stepped up to every challenge. Yeah, he's getting tested every single week because I mean you got to choose Kendall Fuller, even though he got his first career interception uh, pick six for uh, Kendall. Okay, Fuller. nice. Shout out to that. Um, but BSJ has really stepped up to the challenge because people are going to try him. He, he's going to get tested because they're like, well, we don't want to go against him. Let's go against the rookie. And he's actually making a lot of plays. And him and Derek Forrest, those two guys are really uh, worth their weight in gold right now. Yeah, absolutely. And and another thing that we talked about, I think we just kind of nailed this game on the head pretty easily uh, this week, which is which is fun to say that we did. Hopefully we continue to nail these games on the head and continue to pile up wins. Uh, but we said that this this secondary overall is is not too experienced. Obviously, Kendall Fuller's been around. Bobby McCain has been around. But then you got Cam Curl, Benjamin St. Juice, and Derek Forrest, all guys in their first three, four years in the league, a uh, couple guys in their second year. You know, it is impressive to see that these young guys are, are, are being targeted and coming up with the ball more often than not and coming up with a stop more often than not. And so, yeah, keep that up. And, and hopefully that continues to be the recipe. Uh, it, you know, the, the cohesiveness of this defense, the defensive line is pushing the, the, the offensive line into the quarterback's lap, making him make these bad throws. Uh, you know, there are times when there there's a coverage sack that, you know, the, the, they're blanketing the receivers. Like, it's all going really well, and so hopefully they can keep that up. Not get too high on themselves, but yeah. keep that up moving forward. Yeah, the, the beautiful thing um, about the defense is that it's this choreography of just everybody. It's like everybody's connected by a chain. You got to imagine, let's say you have on like a belt, and you're connected by these elastic bands. And the way the secondary drops and like those things matter to being able to cover the field uh, appropriately. And you talked about uh, what ever since William Jackson had been removed from the lineup, things have been better. You got to think that he, if he's a man to man guy, he probably was too much locked on on one person. And then that chain gets out of whack right? and leaves big open zones. And then the defense looks inept and there's a lot of people that are pointing. So now you have a player that can, do the things that you're asking the defense to do, and then Benjamin St. Juice, and now everybody is moving at a cohesive unit. You got one sound voice from Cam Curl. He's able to get everybody directed properly. Now you got a defense that looks special. Ain't nobody piling on Jack Del Rio right now. Things are rolling. This is yeah. this is six games in a row with a, with a turnover. They hadn't had one since week one. Yeah, these, these this defense is on a roll, and it's and they're at at the right time, especially with the way the NFC East is going. 
Yeah, they got it. They got to keep that up. And uh, we, we've talked about that the 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 season is right there in front of them. They got some NFC matchups coming up with the Falcons, the Giants, 49ers. They got the Cowboys again. Uh, so, yeah, all these games matter. And those are when you want to be playing your best football. So if they're hitting their stride, I hope it continues. And I hope it, it continues well into December, into January, because I like what I'm seeing, especially from this defense. Uh, moving over to the offense, uh, unless you had any last last second points on the defense. Well, oh, one, feel bad for the guy. John Bostic somehow ended up on Brandon Cooks for like a 45-yard play. I don't, I don't think that that happens normally. I feel bad for any linebacker who has to cover Brandon Cooks, but that was one of the, the sour points for the defense on an otherwise pretty spectacular day. So hopefully Cole Holcomb is, is getting healthy. He hasn't practiced in a while, but it would be nice to have him and Jameis out there. And, or Jameis, not Jameis, uh, Jamin Davis kind of mixed up his names there. So uh, we'll see, you know, a couple of guys, like you said, that we, that are, we hoping to, to get back sooner rather than later. We'll talk about that in a second, but moving over to the offensive side of the ball, Taylor Heineke, again, just did enough. He did enough to, to get the win. Uh, didn't put the ball, didn't turn the ball over a couple times early. He put the ball in harm's way, but he settled down a little bit. Uh, they, they, they scored on the Curtis Samuel touchdown, added a couple of field goals. We mentioned that the red zone kind of sputtered out a little bit, um, but he's got the confidence of Ron Rivera moving forward. He is the starter until this thing falls off, until this train falls off the tracks. Um, what are your thoughts on, on that decision? I don't think it surprises us, but w- what does it mean to have your coach come out and say it? Oh, I think it definitely solidifies. I mean, you put the stamp on there, uh, the the vote of approval, if you will, and it, it's something that needed to be done. I mean, we we all knew it. We all knew it. There's some people that were still out there saying, "Oh, you got to make the switch back," but I'm telling you, a lot of times you just got to go with the hot hand and just let let it ride as is. If if you have, you know, you know how. You got the you got the TV and you got to hold the antenna a certain way to get the reception. Right now, the reception is good, and, yeah. and you do not want to move. It's like I, 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 don't get up from there. Yeah. Everything is good right now, so that's what you got to think about. Um, so having Taylor uh, being the starter, it's the right decision, and I'm glad that Ron went ahead and said it. He said he earned it through winning because that's the obvious obvious truth. Um, and as long as things look good going forward, I mean, I, I'm, I'm happy that they made that decision. I mean, especially going back to our conversation in the spring with him, uh, he's definitely earned it. And I know that he's been prepared every single week. Yeah, absolutely. The, the guy has done this before. He's stepped in in a pinch. It's, the moment is not too big for him. You see some backup quarterbacks, they don't expect to actually get in the game. So when they actually do, it, it kind of catches them off guard. But Taylor, you know, he, he might not be, do everything. He might be limited in in his arm and his play and, and all of that, but he, he is not going to shy away from the moment. So I love to see that. So he uh, finally, um, you know, not finally, he, he's getting his chance. You know, they're, they're giving him the confidence. Like this is, yes, he came into a, a situation where the quarterback was injured. We've seen him do that. We saw him do that last year with, with Ryan Fitzpatrick. But right now, he is the guy. And even if Carson Wentz comes back healthy, even if Carson Wentz, you know, is, is back in the fold, Ron Rivera is sticking with the guy who is getting him wins. And it's the smart thing to do right now. And so that's really that's really fun to see. And, you know, I've talked about that. You know, we've talked to him. Uh, I've talked about that. He's gone to, uh, you know, we went to the same high school. I've always been a fan of the guy, but it's really cool to see him getting the chance to, to prove himself and they're sitting at six and five with everything in front of them. He's got a chance to do something special. And uh, I know they say until they, 
the the wheels fall off or you know things start to go sour but man i'm, I'm hoping they don't because this is a fun ride so far it is it's been exciting it's always something going on um but i i can say i, I like that whenever there's winning it it, it kind of drowns out all the other stuff that's going on you haven't heard much about anything negative yeah. around the team even though it's still happening and it's very important they got to make sure they get those things handled um but i'm glad that we're able to focus on wins on the field um taylor's going to be able to bring some more of those ideally uh, tough nfc east too i mean the nfc East almost well a couple teams took l's philly lost yeah. oh, no philly won philly came back they were it was very close yeah barely I think the command. I, I really do think that the commanders showed something, that, a, a recipe to beat them, and so uh, you know, kudos to them for responding. A win is a win, but I think that they're not as big and bad as and scary as they were two weeks ago. Yeah. Dallas looked like an absolute machine against the Vikings. Yeah, I the, think that I think Washington gave Dallas a recipe. I mean, yeah. gave, there was a lot of pressure and a lot of you know things that Washington did well against Minnesota that just came up short. So right. Um, seven sacks by Dallas. Those guys yeah. are crazy. Well, and then, uh, and then the Giants lose to the Lions. So, yeah, I mean, you're you're winning. You're you're right back in. I don't. I still don't think the division is in reach. I just, unfortunately, you start off one and four. It's hard to get that, but you're right back in the thick of things with with everything else. You still, I mean, we say the division's not in reach. You still have three more division games. So uh, it's all right there in front of you. And if Heineke is the guy, you ride that wave. Absolutely. I mean, shoot. Yeah, with, with seven teams making it from, from either side, there's plenty of room for anybody to get in. So right now it's all Belichick mode, right? We just want to get into the tournament, and right. uh, they are right on the cusp. But the, the, the best thing about it is that you know that uh, you're going to have Chase Young coming back eventually. Yes. Um, when is it going to happen? You know, who knows? Uh, but hopefully soon. I, I heard um, they were talking about it on the show, uh, on the radio broadcast, they had uh, Julie Donaldson had asked Coach uh, Del Rio, and they were talking about when does he go out there. And she said, "You don't uh, that he had said you don't want to put him out there unless he's mentally ready." That's something that kind of stood out. Mm. Uh, we've talked about him being physically ready, uh, you know, and all of those being a big thing. But it's that mentality part that right. a lot of people don't think about, and. Uh, as an athlete, you know, I mean, if I pulled a hamstring and you know that you got to go back and run full speed, you may hold back a little bit. You're worried that that next stride is going to pull again. So uh, with his injury, he had to think about a lot of situations where, you know, am I ready to to actually go and take this on? Yeah, I, I've never, thankfully, never had a, a serious injury, but I've, I've always heard that, especially with an ACL, a lot of it is that mental capacity. You mean, I mean, physically, you know that the that it's repaired, right? But it's it's that, like you're saying, like one step. Am I good to take that? You know, little shift there. Am I am I always overthinking when a guy's like down near my knees? So it, it's interesting to see, and I, I keep saying it. Kudos to the team for slow playing this. You know, I, I think that given i don't know maybe a couple of years ago you know when you're we were one and four and you're looking for a shot in the arm they, they certainly would have thrown a guy out there before he was ready and and we kind of maybe over the summer kind of criticized or I, I heard fans criticize you know about curtis samuel slow playing that Jahan dotson was out for a while this team is doing everything right by its players and i, I it's lent, it's lending me to believe that it's going to pay off for them in the long run so i'm okay playing it super slow yeah, at a point in the season where 
teams are you know scrambling to find free agents to to fill in for injuries. Right. Washington is is setting their, themselves up to have people return. Yeah. Um, which is which has been which is really good, you know. And and I've I've mentioned before. I already you already know the first play that Chase Young is in, somebody is going to throw a cut block at his knees. Yep. And it's it's not meant to be dirty. It's just seriously a test to say, are you ready? And if he plays it like, you know, like you want him to play and he's physical and it doesn't bother him, then you're going to know. That's when he knows. It's going to be a thing that he's going to have to realize. He's going to know when he's ready. Well, um, and look at no rush. Look, look at the immediate future coming up for this team, too. They're facing the Falcons this Sunday who love to run the ball. They're, they're facing the Giants in back-to-back games, you know, the buy-in between. They got Saquon Barkley, Matt Breida scored as well. They love to run the ball. Their quarterback loves to run the ball. Then you got um, – the 49ers eventually, I, I don't know the order of the schedule, but you know that Kyle Shanahan loves to run the ball. You still got one more with the Cowboys, whoever two-headed monster at running back. So that's at least five games where you could argue that those are teams that just love to run the football. And you got to imagine if 99 is out there, they're going to absolutely try to find him. And and like you said, not not a dirty play, but go go after him and make sure that he is his sound. And he's got to be ready and he's got to uh, be able to take those hits. And so if it is a mental thing, it's okay to give him a couple of weeks. However, however, they only they only have until Wednesday, the twenty third, to activate him, or he's done for the season. I feel like I feel like they they certainly activate him. Whether or not he plays right away, whether or not he plays Sunday, could be a different question. But I certainly think he's going to play this season. What about you? Well, shoot, if you have to do it by the twenty third, I think that you definitely do it by the twenty third. I did not wasn't aware yeah. of that little caveat. So of it, it's so. the it's the I don't know how long ago it happened, but you have the three week window once he's able to practice. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he came off the IR, quote unquote, uh, however long ago, November, beginning of November, whatever it is. But uh, he has the three-week window where they can say, hey, we don't think you're ready and shut him down for the season. Otherwise, they have to activate him. So I think they activate him. However, I don't think it's a slam dunk necessarily that he plays against the Falcons. But, I mean, we'll see that later on in the week. But that is one little little asterisk in there for this whole conversation. I got you. I mean, hey, if that's the case, yes, you activate him. Um, the downside is they have to say, well, what – position are we going to lose from because they're going to have to mm-hmm. probably drop a guy um but they'll be good at understanding how to you know, bring somebody down they probably a practice there's probably a guy that they had just a- elevated from the practice squad that'll be yeah. the person that uh has to go back down so um good point though good to bring that up wasn't wasn't, uh, wasn't aware of that yeah so that that's kind of like the 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 clock in the background so i i I guess we'll, we're gonna we're gonna record our our preview podcast for the Falcons on Friday, right? Let everybody enjoy their Thanksgiving. I uh, hope you guys all have a great time with your family. Enjoy being six a, and five. I have a question though for you. Okay, okay, one, okay. So we're gonna record on Friday. Hopefully, we get some more news. We'll hear by Wednesday if he is activated. We'll see about playing. So later on in the week, we'll answer a lot of these questions. But back to you. All right, question for you. Thanksgiving is around the corner, sir. I want to know. Is it dressing or is it stuffing? What do you call it? So based on the definition, right? Stuffing goes in the turkey. That's what I've always heard. But for for, as I was growing up, it was always called stuffing. So I've always called it stuffing, even though it doesn't necessarily uh, go into the turkey at at my house. But uh, I've I've always called it stuffing. What about you? It's dressing on this side. Okay. It is dressing. Now, you know, I was a little bit 
thrown off when I got older and realized that my mom does use some of the stuffing in the whole mix to make the dressing, but it's always been called dressing. Mm-hmm. So you know, everybody's like, oh, what is stuffing? And this, da, 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 da. Yeah, but to me, it's dressing. You, okay. you got to do dressing, get a little cranberry sauce, a little giblet gravy on top of there. I like it. Some greens, a little ham, a little turkey. Ooh, I can, yeah. I can, I can, I can taste it already. All right. So here, here's a question for you. We had a, we had a uh, mm. one side of the family Thanksgiving early this week. We got the 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 real run of show on Thursday. Obviously, when do you guys typically eat? Are you an early afternoon lunch type? Are you a dinner type? Are you an in between so it holds you over well into the night type? What, what when do you eat? typically on um, Thursday. If it's if it's my side of the family, it's it's going to be like a 2, two okay. o'clock, you know. Kind of right in in line where generally, you know, I live in Dallas, so we grew up Cowboys fans. So it was going to be around yeah. the, the game time, right? right? So the game started at 12, you can watch the game a little bit, food's ready, going to eat, you know, nap, wake up, eat some more, keep going. Um if it's on the wife's side of the family, generally they got the late stuff, you know, mm-hmm. evening stuff, you know, it's about yeah. seven o'clock. So, um, oh, whoa, that is super that late. That is though. late, ain't it? Yeah. It is late. Because even the holiday dinner ones, you know, like Christmas is around that two o'clock time. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two, two is a sweet spot for me, but my family is full of people that are, um, what's a nice way to put it? Time optimists. They they mm-hmm. think that they have more time than they actually do. So we're like, yeah, two sounds great. And it ends up being closer to four or five. So I, I would love that two window there, but I know deep down in my heart that the, the lions bills game will be over before I'm eating. So see, no, see, that's a, that's a party foul. That's a party <laughs> foul. If y'all look, I'm telling you, Hey, ain't, if you, if you saying that, Hey, we, the time that you give out is the time that we eat. Okay. Right. Say, so, hey, look, we eating at two. All yeah. right. We eating at two. Now, if it's arrive at two, food ready at five, I'm going to get there about 430. You know, mm-hmm. ain't going to be rude, but I'm going to yeah. get there a little bit closer to. You yeah. know what I'm saying? What time are we eating? That yeah. is the ultimate question that you need to adhere to. So. Well, I, I think the frustrating thing is, and uh, obviously this is what everybody tuned in to Believe in Commanders for was Thanksgiving talk. <laughs> I think the frustrating thing is everybody comes over in the morning, right? We want to try. My family at least wants to spend the whole day together. I, I don't know why, because we get sick of each other by early afternoon. However, everybody's there. So they're like, oh, we got plenty of time. And then all of a sudden you realize a couple hours in the day's almost gone. The, the lions are wrapping up, getting blown out again on Thanksgiving. And then all of a sudden you're, you're looking at the clock and it's three or four o'clock. The good thing is that it's typically just family. And I know you want to be polite to everybody, but I guess my family feels like you can wait or you can, you can take your time when it's, when it's people that, that are in your family. But if we were having nice. strangers, I, it would, I would definitely be an issue because we always are like an hour to a, two hours behind. I got you. Okay, so yours is a slightly different situation, but I yeah, we ain't doing people here over here all day. Yeah. Nah, okay. There's a window. There's a window. Okay. Well, so especially uh, going back to bet online, got to put in some uh, different sport parlays because you got the World Cup going on all day. You've got three football true. games all day. Um, so be wow. sure to use our code believe and get a 50% back on your welcome bonus because there, there's some fun stuff coming up uh, just because football season is well under its way. Doesn't mean you don't have World Cup. Doesn't mean basketball is not getting going. So uh, a lot of fun stuff to bet on there. Uh, I think I'm 
I, yeah, I have one closing thought. Okay. I'm going to go put me a little futures bet on Luka Doncic winning the MVP. I wonder what those odds are because yeah. I think he's going to do it. He's he's what, second fastest to 50 career triple-doubles, but only behind Oscar Robertson. And that's because I pay attention to Mavs Insider. It's a great show, so y'all should check that out. Yeah. Um, but go ahead, sir. Sticking with NBA, living here in Atlanta, has there ever been, or at least recently, a more like – win-win trade than the Trey Young, Luka Doncic. I mean, you, you, not, neither team lost that, at least not so far. Not, not so far. I, I would feel like Dallas is a slight bit ahead, uh, a slight bit ahead just, just because they made it to the, I guess, they, I guess yeah, Atlanta made it to the conference finals. Yeah, too. that's what I'm saying. I mean, I, I, know, I know eventually one guy is, is going to pass the other. I mean, that's just how basketball is. But right now, like, I think you'd take either guy. And I mean, yeah. everybody can make an argument for both of them. But anyway, that, yeah. that's obviously a, a bit of chatter, I'm sure, there and, and as it is here in Atlanta. Hey, look at it. Y'all getting a little extra look in and get some other sports on the show. Right. We like to do this more often. Yeah. Add, add some other things. We, we, you know good. what we need to do is have like a five-minute countdown, and we just try to hit as many different sports topics after our commanders talk. Look at that. Now, that's the way to go about it. Yeah. Right. We'll do that. We'll, we'll do that. We will we'll add that into the show. Remember, I'll say this. We got to get up out of here. Yeah, that's we got right. The preview in Atlanta is coming up later on in the week. Thank you all for tuning in. We appreciate it. Uh, if your picks hit, if you picked with us, let us know. If you picked yep. against us, let us know. Uh, but we will catch you all next week. This was obviously brought to you by Bet Online. Check us out everywhere. Tune in radio, Sirius XM, all your favorite streaming platforms, y'all. We are there. Uh, it's Believe in Commanders. And uh, I'm signing out. Brian, you signing yeah. out? Yeah, happy Thanksgiving, and we'll talk to you guys later this week. Be good. See ya. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.